Do you love movies? Do you love TV? Do you love when people give their opinions about your favorite movies and TV shows? Then you'll love Nady and Katie and the movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Nady and Katie at the Movies. I'm your host, Nathan, a.k.a. Nady, of course. And with me, as always, on this journey of movies and TV is my good, 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 good friend, Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, my son's watching the Polar Express, you know, because it's January, mid-January. Yeah, I was about to say, doesn't he know it's not Christmas anymore? It's always Christmas when... You just believe. Yeah, we should have reviewed. We should have watched Polar Express instead of uh, what what we what I had you watch. But man, that's a good one. Anyways, yeah, that's much um, better than Bad Santa. Yes. Yes. We'll put Christmas behind us. We're moving back forward through our Star Wars timeline. I almost had to like shake the rust off to like remember like, wait, where? I didn't even remember where we were. The last thing we watched before this homework was Mandalorian and Boba Fett. But the last movie we watched was the original three movies. As far as I'm aware, yes. Where where, where <laughs> are you going with this? Well, I'm just trying to... See, I had to like set myself back of like, has the Empire been destroyed? Has it not? Who, what, who do we know yet? Although, you can watch this TV show without knowing all the ins and outs because it is sort of a standalone like Star Wars Rebels. Well, no, I mean, you still need to know that the Empire is gone, but now there is another form starting up, and it is called the First Order. So you could basically consider this the Clone Wars of the First Order, like getting us ready for the big epic movies by use of TV show, which, by the way, the TV show that Nathan's referring to is what we're reviewing today, which is Star Wars Resistance, found on Disney+. Plus. Yes, so Star Wars Resistance takes place right before The Force Awakens, which is the newest of the Star Wars trilogy movies, the more recent ones anyway. So Katie, would you like to give a synopsis of episodes 1 through 17? I would love to give a synopsis of episodes one through 17 of Star Wars Resistance. And hopefully I can get all the names right. I'm sure you'll correct me if I'm wrong. You always do. Um, our main character is Kazuka Sukasuk something. I don't know. They call him also Kaz. Also known as Kaz. Yes, <laughs> that's the short version. Um, he He's very familiar or very similar to the main guy in Star Wars Rebels. So we have just kind of a cocky young kid. He He thinks he's the best pilot in the universe thinks very highly of himself he's the son of a senator he runs into a guy named poe last name i don't remember Cameron. that's what i said uh he runs into poe who i knew um from all seeing all these other movies that follow it but he's a very famous basically the new han solo very famous very good fighter who's also attractive and poe basically recruits this kid cast to go on to the Colossus, which is a giant thing floating. I guess it's like a city just floating in the ocean with a bunch of pilots and random people who live. And he wants them to spy on the new order because basically the new order is the new bad guys. So he wants Kaz to get Intel for the resistance. Q. 
cute little group uh, that he joins. A guy named Yeager owns a airplane repair shop. So that's his boss. He's got a coworker named Tam, who's like a fun female character that kind of feels a little bit put off by Kaz since, you know, he's a spy. And you've got this hilarious guy named Niku, who's some kind of alien green face. He takes everything really literally. So he's the comic relief. And then you see BB-8, the adorable rolly ball robot who kind of replaces R2-D2 and um, C-3PO as the fun, beloved robot of the latter generation. A lot of the episodes were sort of standalone, but the big arc, like the big story that's happening is the New Order is trying to mine for some substance. They're also trying to take over the Colossus so that they can use it for their cause. All the while, there's like pirates that are trying to attack the Colossus, but then the New Order's trying to team up with the pirates. The guy that's in charge of the Colossus used to be in the Empire, so we don't really know by the end, like, is he good? Is he bad? Um, or has he just changed, turned his life around? I will go ahead and get into the review just to say I liked the storyline. I thought each episode was fun on its own. There was, of course, filler as usual. Some episodes I thought, why did I need to watch that? But I really liked it. I liked all the new characters. I was going to say I didn't hate it, but I also didn't love it. I liked it. I thought it was good. I liked the subtle tie-ins to what we're about to watch. It wasn't all up in your face. But you did meet other characters like Leia, Princess Leia, who's now Senator or General Organa, who's like the head of the Resistance, which is what Poe is a part of. And so that's what he recruits uh has to be a part of and anna actually watched some of it with me anna what did you did you like this show you did did you did you like what did you like about it what did you like about the show you like what it was just so it was so riveting that she couldn't even think of just one thing. Speechless. She's speechless. Understandable. But I did. I did like how they had, like I said, I, they had Leia Organa in there. They had Poe Dameron. Like you said, they had BB-8. And by the end of the season, almost end of the season, uh, he is going off to Jakku, which is where he starts off at for the force awakens and through the whole season tam doesn't know that kaz is a spy and until like the very end until the very end of the episodes that we watched and so gap that gives her even more reason to not trust him which kind of makes you think is she going to turn to the first order because the whole time she's actually defending them and saying yeah that they're there to keep the peace and Kaz knows that, uh, no, that's not true at all because they're actually trying to build another death star. And Yeager actually knows from the very beginning that Kaz is teaming up with Poe. And so he has to keep it hush hush as well. And so Tam is like, really feels betrayed by both Yeager and Kaz by the end of these episodes. And Niku the whole time is thinking that Kaz is just joking until he finally realizes, oh, you really are part of this. And that's not okay. I guess I'll go with it. So Niku kind of sides with Kaz and Yeager and Tam is like totally not about it. She feels a little slighted because 
she's been working her tail off, working her butt off to be a um, pilot, like a racer. And she feels like this guy Kaz comes in and just gets a special star treatment. Um, other random characters that pop up, t- there's like two or three episodes that involve this blonde guy whose name I don't even remember. But I did see it was voiced by the guy that plays um, Frodo Baggins. What's his name? Elijah Wood. Yeah. Elijah and, Wood randomly that, was the voice. Of that's one thing about this show that I thought was kind of cool. They actually did have like a star studded cast of people doing the voices for mm-hmm. these characters. And so I was really impressed by that. And the fact that they were able to get the actor who actually plays Poe Dameron to voice Poe Dameron was kind of cool. I thought the characters were great. I think where Jar Jar Binks annoyed me, I think Nico made me laugh. Like, I don't know if I'm just biased, but like, I know Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be kind of a similar role in those movies of just sort of the comic relief and also ditzy because he like doesn't understand things and takes things literally. But I thought it was way better executed. I found myself multiple times laughing at Niku and um, not finding him super annoying. Uh, and same with Kaz. Sometimes the cocky young guy really annoys you and you're like not rooting for him. However, even within the first I mean, these are short episodes. So even within the first few hours of watching, you're, you see him already starting to mature and coming around. I'm like, okay, I think I could like this guy. Yeah, Niku reminded me of Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. The, the, one, <laughs> the guy who takes everything so literally, but it's obviously exactly. a much skinnier, greener version of Drax. Now, another thing is to me, this is in more anime. But, I mean, I'm assuming they went for that. They kind of wanted to do something unique. Did you like the animation style and just the whole, I guess, action sequences? It felt anime-ish. Well, I think the animation, I think it's called cell shading. It reminded me of the, I don't know how many video games you play, Katie, but it reminded me of the Telltale video games, the choose your own adventure kind of games like The Walking Dead and Games like no, it that. just reminds me of anime. It just reminded me of Pokemon. That's well, it reminded me of a, a video game. It reminded me of video game <laughs> characters that I've that I've played before. So I thought that was kind of cool. I thought it was a different show than Clone Wars, so it made sense that the animation was different because, like we said before, it was kind of more on the humorous side. I think every single episode had something humorous in it, even the more serious ones. They still had a lot of humor in it. So I think that's kind of why they went with this animation, because I remember when this show came out, actually, and a lot of people were kind of upset with how drastic the animation change was. Yeah, but I thought it, I, I thought it worked for the fact that there's a lot more humor. So it would be weird for a lot of humor to be coming out of this kind of animation that Clone Wars had. Right. And, and I could see also just because of the type of animation they used. When I was first told we were going to watch Clone Wars and all that stuff, I immediately was like, this is going to be a childish show. It's a cartoon. But for whatever reason, I think, again, because of that style of animation, I wasn't immediately thinking that. Like, it it doesn't strike me as this is geared towards kids. I'm like, it's not for kids, but it's also plenty enjoyable for an adult. So let's get right into what we liked and what we didn't like. I I think we kind of went over it. I liked how subtle the tie-ins were to the movies as opposed to hey this is gonna be in this movie it was a lot more subtle yes they had poe dameron which if you hadn't watched the the trilogy the new trilogy before you would be like okay who's poe dameron i don't care 
but the fact that we've seen them before kind of gives it a kind of coolness as well. So we're like, oh, okay, that's cool that he's in this. Things I didn't like, um, I can't, there's not really that much I didn't like. I would say what you said was like, you weren't that annoyed with the humor sometimes. To me, it was like, okay, this is a little too much humor. I need some seriousness. But other than that, I enjoyed the show. Like I said, I didn't hate it, but I also didn't love it. But it was good. It was a good show. Katie, what did you like and didn't like? I will say it's also not very violent. Like I would, there's not that much action. I mean, there's a lot of blowing up and things like that, but you don't see, I don't know if I even remember you see anyone die. You see someone get thrown off the ship right at the very beginning. Uh, But you don't see a lot of battles or death and fighting as much. I think it does focus a lot more on the humor. So I, I would say, it it lacks having something that makes me want to watch it for the Star Wars universe, but I thought it was a good standalone show. Like I enjoyed watching the little each episode and what happens and the characters each with their own personality. I liked all of the characters this time. I don't always, but again, I don't feel like it felt like such a big tie in of I'm glad I watched this because now I'll understand everything. I do think there was several episodes that were a waste of time so for anyone listening there was an episode about this giant sea creature that lost its baby niku basically tries to adopt it as a dog that whole episode was a waste of time watching yeager's brother shows up to try to fight um in a um race car so yeager who's the head of the shop used to be a racer back in the day but now he's not I don't know. There was just episodes that felt like were a waste of my time, but I couldn't skip them because every one of those waste of time episodes had some super random 30 second clip that was relevant to the plot. So you're like, I couldn't skip ahead, but I also felt like I was struggling to watch the parts I didn't need to. Well, going back real quick to what you said about it being more humorous and kid like, I guess I will say I did it. I did like the fact that I was able to watch some episodes with my daughter and so that was kind of cool to a little bit of an introduction to the star wars universe because almost everything else star wars you can't really watch with kids so i did enjoy that aspect of it thought it was kind of fun that there wasn't romance it was more just friends there was like subtle romance ish maybe parts but not really i i found myself actually wanting to see what happens next i was bummed we had to stop where we did because it wasn't all the way through episode one but why don't you, you want to get into our homework. We'll get into that later after we review, but we stopped where we did because this kind of pieces right along with the movies, which I'm excited because I loved when it happened last time where we would watch like three episodes and then the movie and then half the movie. Um, so I think that'll be really cool to watch it simultaneously. Uh, but let's rate these things out of Grogu's, six Grogu's. What would you say? You said you didn't love it, hate it. Yeah, I'd probably give it like a 3.5 because it's a show, like you said, it was kind of like a standalone, but there were aspects of it that you probably should watch to connect to what we're about to see. But yeah, I'd give it a 3.5. What'd you give it? A 4.5, a whole point higher. Because I really I really did like it. And if if being honest, compared to the other animate, like if I was doing an animation Star Wars comparison, it was one of my favorites, at least with, the first bit we've seen so far we'll see if they wow me in the next episodes that is star wars resistance 
season one, episodes one through 17. Or if you're like me, I watched through 19, but oh well. What happens next? We're Do finally we get to watch a getting movie? back to the movies with Yay. Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yay! And also, after this movie, we can watch episodes 20 and 21 of Star Wars Resistance Season 1 because they actually run parallel with the movie that we're going to watch. So this is when episodes run side by side with the movies, which is kind of cool, which we mentioned happened with the prequels. So that it made the prequels a lot more bearable when that happened. So I already liked these movies that we're going to watch. So it'll be interesting to see how they run parallel to the TV show. I'm very excited for the force Awakens. That'll be interesting to see the force awaken. And then maybe that will shift what happens in this show. Speaking of the force real quick, have you seen the trailer for season three of the Mandalorian season three? I have not. Let's just say force push. Thanks for listening to Nady and Katie at the movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you wish for us to watch, you can contact us at nadyandkatie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.